Hello, this is Dr. Paul Cottrell, and I'm going to be talking about the recent event that took place at an anti-Trump rally that um, that took place, I believe it was Saturday, it might have been Friday night, but I'm filming this on Saturday night on April 30th. So the the screen behind me is a recording from Infowars.com. One of the reporters was actually on site filming it, filming the the anti-Trump protesting that took many hours. But the actual film that was uploaded is about an hour, maybe hour and fifteen minutes, and it shows the issues with the anti-Trump establishment. Primarily they're Democrats that maybe would be voting for Sanders. It's like kind of a Sanders crowd. Some of it is a Hillary crowd. But what's sad is, is you can see in this video here how they're destroying property and you know this police car and how the crowd um, really was getting out of control. And what did they? What were they saying during the protests? You know, f Trump. You know, Trump's a racist. Trump is, you know, uh, uh, a uh, um, some sort of billionaire. You know, one percent person that doesn't care about the the average American citizen and, and all this stuff, which is not true. And not only that, the media has been showing that, has been spinning at least, that supporters of Trump are violent people. And that Trump is a violent person and that would be, if he, if he had nuclear weapons, that it would be a very dangerous world and all this. And that's actually very um, untrue and quite the opposite. You can see the way, the way these protesters were reacting they were the ones that were destroying property. They were the ones that seemed to be out of control. They were the ones that seemed to be irrational and illogical, not the Trump supporters. So I think from the standpoint of Trump, anti-Trump, um, the Trump supporters are more rational and more well-behaved in these environments than the anti-Trump supporters so now we have to you know start asking some deeper questions why this is is it that these are disenfranchised individuals most of these people that are doing these anti-trump rallies um, are young they're all coming they, they seem to be coming from the millennial generation uh, you don't see too many older individuals in the crowd so a lot of these people are disenfranchised. Now, why are they disenfranchised? Is it because they're just young and they don't have, you know, they, they have too much time on their hands? I think it's a, a, a little bit of a combination of lack of opportunity, economic opportunity, but also there's a herd mentality and a behavioral um, um, mentality that's starting to build up in the millennial generation where they're, they're making claims that aren't true and if others are 
saying the opposite or, or counteracting counteracting their actual argument, they go into this free-for-all phase. Now, Infowars.com has multiple videos of instances like this where they um, where these anti-Trump um, protesters are trying to basically burn down the house um, and prevent from Trump speaking at, at certain gatherings. I saw this happen to some degree, not at this level, but to some degree in New York when they were trying to shut down uh, 42nd Street right by Grand Central Station, which is where the Hyatt, uh, the, uh, I think it's the Hyatt Grand or Grand Hyatt um, um, convention was just a couple weeks ago. Where he's where Trump spoke and and other uh, candidates were speaking in New York, and you had a lot of these um, Black Lives Movement people trying to uh, uh, instigate um, the situation and, and and try to get airtime and and drown out the voice of of pro Trump supporters. Um, I'm for Trump. I'm a supporter of Trump. I have been since the day he actually announced. The main reason why is I, I'm a registered independent in New York. Um, so that basically means that I could not actually vote in the primaries, either for the Democratic primary or the Republican primary because I'm a registered independent. But I've been supporting, you know, verbally um, with the circle of people that know me how I feel about Trump, and, and I, I am a supporter of Trump, a, a big supporter of Trump. And the main reason is that I think the country has drifted away from its, its uh, moral and legal foundation, whereby we're, we're not... Um, we've allowed these multinationals, transnational capitalists to erode um, state sovereignty, nation sovereignty, the Bill of Rights, and um, it's more about corporate profits and, and less and less about the actual people. And I think that Trump, at least to me, and, and the speeches that he, is, he has conveyed so far, to the most part, is more of a localization perspective instead of a globalization perspective. And the ones that are going to be hurt by this globalization perspective, here's a classic example of the guy jumping on the, on the police car and smashing the windows, but the, the, um, the globalization perspective is for the multinationals. They're the ones that that benefit from the free trade, the uh, neo what's called neoliberalism in, in economics, where it, it's uh, breaking down the barriers between nations. There's more uh, free flow of goods, but there's also free flow of labor too. And you look at states that were heavily manufacturing states pre-NAFTA, they were decimated after the NAFTA agreement was was instituted, and now you fast forward to 
four or 15 years in, into this or 20 years into it and you have regions of the United States that are decimated from it and you have municipalities that have built up certain debts that it needed some sort of tax revenue to be able to pay for those debts but then once the jobs are shipped away and and the the labor force is no longer needed the ability to support those debts are diminished and therefore services start to break down you have you know quality of of the environment starts to break down so there's this negative externality through globalization so trump represents this localization idea where it's we can still have trade we can still be quote global you know we're still going to have global trading but the idea of it being more fair is what we need not free it's free almost to the transnational capitalists to the multinationals but there is a negative externality to the actual population in the united states and what he's basically saying is enough is enough this new world ordering that's taking place at the multinational, multi-capitalistic level um, needs to be looked at and heavily modified and heavily curtailed, where it's the the benefit of the nation that is paramount, not the benefit of the corporation. So it is amazing to me that we actually hear these millennials saying, you know, F Trump, you know, that Trump is a bad person and he's a racist and all this, not realizing that what he's trying to do is actually reduce, inhibit, um, curtail the actual erosion of the labor force in the United States. He's trying to help them while they are saying that he's trying to hurt them. He's actually trying to make the, the nation stronger and be able to pay for the social programs that over the decades uh, have been instituted all the way back to FDR. If we keep on eroding our actual um, economic um, strength, our labor force, if we start to to reduce that, we're not going to be able to pay for the social programs that the New Deal instituted, and you're going to start seeing a curtailment of Social Security, and you're going to start seeing a curtailment of of um, quality of our environment. So, we're, to to have a healthy nation, to have a, a prosperous nation, we have to actually start thinking localization instead of globalization. Now. You know, I have an MBA and, you know, I've gone through the whole, you know, MBA, you know, route of, um, prop, you know, profitization of, of corporations and, you know, how to, how to outsource and how to, you know, reduce costs and increase revenues and get a better, you know, bottom line and all this. But when you look at the long-term health and strategy of the nation, we need to look at it um, at a localizational level. And that 
pro short-term profit doesn't mean mean long-term profit. Short-term profit actually may mean long-term loss. So it's we we need to have a, a new thinking that is taking place. And he's coming from an older generation where there's a little bit more patriotic pride, where we don't have that much patriotic pride um, within the X generation. Um, and very, very little, it seems, in the millennial generation. Now, of course, there's going to be pockets that have strong patriotic pride. But um, in the aggregate, it seems as though this relativism, this idea that everything is, is uh, somewhat equally weighted and, and equally valid, um, is basically part of this problem. So when Trump says... You know what? We need to have to build a wall, he it, because we need to keep out the illegal um, immigrants, and to be able to have a stronger border. What he's basically saying is, you know what? By having by having borders and by inst in in uh, actually um, exercising the laws that are on the books to protect the nation we actually will have a, a, a stronger nation, and a, a more prosperous nation. The millennials, especially, you know, these ones that are protesting here, you know, they're basically saying, well, no, if you build a wall, you know, this is a racist thing. And it's somewhat um, promoted in the mass media and somewhat promoted in the, um, um, the school systems and by the multinationals because they don't want the wall. They want borderless activity because what they'll do is, is it'll allow for the slow migration towards an economic union within the, the, in North America and, and, and in um, the Western Hemisphere at large. See, what's happening with NAFTA is, is that it's in a union between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. But they want to bring the Central more of Central America and South America into this union as Asia's union starts to grow and as the European Union starts to grow. So to allow that to happen, you have to have um, free flow of goods, low tariffs, if no tariffs at all, a more harmonization of regula regulatory um, of, of, of regulation, especially for environmental issues, um, and eventually some sort of local currency, a, a regional currency. So there is some talk, and it, there was talk even during the crisis, uh, during Lehman's crisis, when Geithner was asked about the Amero. There was talks back then that you know that the United States dollar could somehow be integrated with the peso and the loon. So Trump is against this. I'm against this. It's against our 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 um, our constitutional heritage to allow for this type of level of integration. It's part of Agenda 21. It's 
It's part of this idea of the erosion of, of self-determination. It's a post-Westphalian concept. It's, a, it's a, uh, an uber-government. It's an amalgamation of regions. They're trying to create economic blocks. And it will benefit the multinationals. It will benefit the, the, the corporations. You know, for example, TTP uh, has in it um, uh, legislation where corporations could not be sued by other states or other countries that are within the agreement. And um, there, there is um, monopoly protection for these multinationals. That doesn't seem like globalization and free trade that seems like that seems like stacking the rules for the big corporations and the little guy or the mom and pop shops are the ones that are going to be decimated we sort of see this in a, in a, in a microcosm with Walmart when Walmart went into into regional areas in the United States it decimated the mom and pop shops then some, you know, fast forward to just recently, and what do they do? Some of their stores had to be closed because of lack of profitability. Because the arbitrage that was taking place with the goods that were being manufactured in China is starting to cost more because of the buildup of, of China. So that whole labor, that whole labor arbitrage and, and cost arbitrage that Walmart business model is predicated on it has eroded so now the profitability is starting to fall and once the profitability falls it doesn't care about what what the waste is created the negative externalities of closing all these stores and all this they don't care about that so this is this this is what trump this is what trump is is really talking about is it's about localization it's about protecting the bill of rights it's about constitutionalism it's about um freedom of freedom of speech you know having the right to bear arms and and the freedom of press and not having the um uh, unwarranted search and seizure type type situations that are tar starting to take place especially with the revelations that snowden has has done in the last two years or so so what I want to um, kind of just say before parting is, is that Trump represents, he, he's not, he, he's, he's not a, um, some sort of self-centered billionaire that doesn't care about the country. He does. I think he cares about the country actually quite a lot. Um, does he have some sort of ego? Yeah, of course. But, you know, he is part of New York. And I think, you know, many people at his level in New York have egos. But um, that adds to some of his persona. But to say that he's not patriotic, I think, is, is, is actually completely wrong. He's not a racist because what he's basically saying is, is that he's for immigration. He's for, he's, he's against illegal immigration. So he's basically saying, you know, come here legally. But these people that are protesting, what they're basically saying is, is they don't want to come here illegally. They want to be here illegally because it's a similar situation as the Palestinian and the Israeli conflict. And that is these Latinos think that Texas belongs to them. 
And the last time I looked, Texas belongs to the United States. All right? So, you know, this idea of rehashing history because of some sort of um, um, historical ties to the land thousands of years ago, um, you know, needs to end, you know. And an erosion of our civil liberties, an erosion of our country is, is at stake here. And if we let these liberals keep on um, doing what they're doing, then what we're gonna what we're gonna see is is there a, a shutdown of our freedom of speech? What they're basically saying, they're saying that that Trump is like a Nazi and that you know he doesn't you know he doesn't care you know he doesn't care about the the nation. He's all about himself and he's he, he's a racist and you know he's he's gonna be like one of the worst presidents ever. I think he'd be a good president. I don't know if he'd be one of the best presidents, but I think that he'd be a good president. But presidents are made through crises. Presidents, it's they're tested, and how they react under the test determines if they're going to be a good or bad president. And there's no way we would know which way it would be, because the circumstances are are such a black swan event that the character of the individual is formed as a president under those black swan events. So it, we don't know if he'd be a great president or not. But the point is, is that these, these anti-Trump protests are actually trying to reduce the freedom of speech of not just Donald Trump when he goes to these conventions and they're trying to shut down the convention because he has the right to speak at these conventions. You know, they have some audacity to say that he's going to curtail civil liberties when they're actually curtailing his civil liberties. And then the, pro, the, the actual supporters of Trump are being um, um, shut down or, or assaulted or somehow um, um, surrounded by these mass protesters. And uh, there's a big part of this is this Black Lives Movement that's going on. And I don't know who's funding it, but the Black Lives Movement is, is somewhat antithetical to to um, um, a cohesive society, you know, a big part of that movement is about pushing a certain uh, a certain African American agenda that is very anti-white and very anti-police. Um, so it's it's racism in, in, in based on definition. But yet the media kind of spins it as some, some sort of small thing that's not that, you know, that it's not, it's, it's benign. It's not a malignant kind of situation. But the Black Lives Movement is a malignant situation that needs to be uh, watched, you know, because it can turn very, very violent. I'm not saying all these protests are about Black Lives Movement. A lot of this was with the Latinos. Um, but there were many protesters that were talking about that, you know, Whitey should get out of the get out of the area because you know it used to used to be um, you know part of Mexico the, you know some of the, some of the southern states of the United States and that you know they deserve it they deserve to be there they don't want to integrate they want to just they just want to take they want to take the 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 the, the money they want to take the, the 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 services they want to maintain their culture and language, but they don't want to assimilate and actually be part of the, the, the actual melting pot of, of uh, what we call America. So Trump represents uh, um, 
a more patriotic interpretation of the Constitution and what it means to be an American. And it's not racist. It's, um, it's, it's being a realist. Um, while these protesters are actually trying to shut down Trump supporters' freedom of speech. Um, and it's getting, it's starting to get pretty violent now. Um, but I'm putting my hat towards, towards Donald Trump. I'm going to be voting in the general election, uh, for him. And, um, you know, I've been a supporter for, uh, of Donald Trump from, from day one, uh, since he announced his candidacy. Um, but in terms of this, this rioting that, that's been taking place, uh, today and yesterday and you know in I, th I think it was also in Chicago where they did a sh they shut down one of his events um, you can see that there's you know there, these people in the background they they there's a herd mentality that's taking place here and it's not very rational why how is Donald Trump a racist by saying you know what we have a law and that law is that you can't come over the border illegally you know, and how is that, how is it a racist to say, you know what, f these free trade deals have been hurting the American worker, especially the manufacturing base, and that they need to be renegotiated. The people that are going to be hurt by a Donald Trump presidency are the ones that are benefiting from the new world order and, 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 and globalization. And these people need to wake up because they're just pawns to a larger game. And, the, and the, that larger game is the 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 slow takeover and re, uh, of the United States by reducing its ability to manufacture its ability to self-govern and its ability to make its own decisions because this, these this the, the powers in 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 the um, in the in this global trading world that's that's taking place want to be above nations so so they can control the, the the taxation of this and and chomsky talks a lot about this where you know that that wealth starts to control power and there's this feedback loop this negative feedback loop where that power is increased by more wealth and you know more wealth and then more more power and there and it, be, and it erodes um the ability of the 99% to be able to 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 um, be self-determining. Now, here's the example here where this guy was spinning his car around in a, in, in a crowd and almost killed a, a, probably close to 15 people. But thankfully, no one no one got hurt. But you can see for about I don't know about a minute or so he's doing wheelies around um, and and in, into a crowd with his hot rod and almost killed people. You don't see a Trump supporter doing this, but you are seeing people that are biased to the, the, the Democratic Party, supporting Hillary or supporting primarily Sanders. And, but the, that's not the main point. The main point here is, is that they're being irrational. Their, their argument is not, cor is, is, is not correct in terms of how they're framing Donald Trump is a racist. He's not a racist. And he's actually trying to fight for the nation and everybody in it. And not he's fighting, fighting for really the 99%, not the 1%. And um, 
you know, you can see on how they're just destroying police property. This car that they destroyed is probably going to cost that municipality about $100,000 to replace. So, you know, and then, and then, you know, this, this couple was, this guy was wearing a Trump t-shirt in his car and they start spray painting the car um, because he's wearing a Trump t-shirt. I mean, this is what is, this is, this is what they're saying the Trump supporters are, but yet they are actually exhibiting the negative behavior that they're su supposedly protesting. You don't see Trump supporters doing this to Sanders supporters or, or Hillary supporters. This thing is starting to get out of control. And, you know, most of the people that you're seeing here doing this are, are is not part of the Black Lives Movement. But we have seen this in Chicago um, that's similar to the Black Lives Movement. So this is kind of the, the, the I don't know what it's called, but it's the, the Latino version of it. Um, and, you know, threatening this couple in this car and, and spray painting it and, and you know, and it, it's, it's a scary situation. And we need to do something as a nation to actually whip these, these millennials into shape. Um, is it their freedom of speech to, to say the things that they are saying? Yes, it's their freedom of speech, to do, but it's not their freedom to destroy people's property. Um, and I'm surprised that the police, while this was happening, didn't intervene uh, quicker. But, um, but it's definitely gonna be video fodder for for the, the you know the different media groups and whoever they're biased to is how they're framing you know they'll view this as trump the ones that are the media that's anti-trump will view it as well see uh, trump is a, a divisive uh, character and therefore he shouldn't get the nomination um, the ones that are more pro-trump media will say see what the anti-trump supporters are they're a bunch of hoodlums um, so we'll see and how it all pans out, but, uh, this is an example of an anti-Trump rally totally out of control and trying to shut down the civil liberties of Trump supporters. So, uh, please, uh, you know, put some comments to this video and you can reach me at the-studio-reykjavik.com and I'm also on Twitter at, uh, at Paul Cottrell and uh, of course my videos on, on YouTube so thank you for listening and have a nice day